Hi everyone, welcome back to The Social Club with our first guest, Chilea's in the house. Chilea's in the house. Just said two Gemini's talking. It's going to be a wild ride, let's just say that. This is <laughs> let's just say that. Oh, I love this. So, Chilea is a filmmaker, director, actor, writer. Portfolio career, please help me out on this. As we're talking about myself, it's... Ugh. But, um, yes, writer, actor, director, now producer, somehow, I don't know, just fell into it. Um, and mum extraordinaire. Literally, you do it or you are a powerhouse. Ah, thanks. So, I can't say powerhouse, but I'm something. <laughs> you are definitely in there. Um, <laughs> you've always inspired me. So, um, Chalea and I actually met during our time when we worked in tech retail. And I always remember that you were one of the first people that literally came up to me and greeted. And I will never forget really? the first impression because the first impressions that you give are so important. Mm -hmm. And you always like be like, well, welcome. What's your name? And I was just like, oh, <laughs> hi, hi. <laughs> and I'm sure I was loud as well. I mean, we're both quite loud people. Oh, <laughs> Which is always. <laughs> were you scared? Huh? Were you scared? Never. <laughs> that's telling another story oh what story is that telling telling you were scared <laughs> <laughs> maybe a tiny bit nervous i was like okay i think i might like it here they're welcoming yeah it was welcoming back in the day, back in the day it was definitely welcoming but yeah we're here to talk about your story and like i said very excited to have you on this podcast where we help women thrive and we do not gatekeep information so this first episode is all going to be about the filmmaking industry the directing mm -hmm. being an actor really how you juggle all that as well as work yeah okay let me formulate my thoughts <laughs> so let's start with how did you get into acting and then what was the first one, actually? What was your first passion? Was it filmmaking, theater, acting, or writing? What were your first was... initial thoughts? Actually, acting. So I'm a trained oh. actor, um, but I went to UEL first. <laughs> I went to UEL first because- um, Wait, what's UEL? University of East London. Is that the one that's in Greenwich? No. Yeah, so I think it's tied in with, oh, I, don't, I can't remember the uni in Greenwich, what's it called? one of the unis in Greenwich. <laughs> Doesn't make you put like history mark. Um but I was in Docklands. So that was where my campus was. Um, Docklands and also Stratford. Yeah. yeah so yeah. we were close to Stratford East Theatre, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Relocating. Um, and that was good actually because we had like practitioners, like real working practitioners come and like really? uh, yeah workshop. And see, I feel like not many unis do that uh, do that these days unless you go to drama school like RADA, yeah. VU, and those prestigious ones. Yeah. Whereas it's really extraordinary to hear that. So I went to Roehampton and I never got that. Really? No, it was so good. Um, Amazing. They even got like, uh, is it Marina? 
Abramovich, she didn't come. <laughs> I was like, no, but um, what is it? Theatre of the Spectacle. We actually had a practitioner. I can't remember her name now because it was years ago. I know I look really young, but it was years, years, years. You do look young. Oh, thank you. Um, but yeah, we had we had um one of those practitioners come in. And we were talking about like how falling down the stairs in a strategic way was a form of art, or like just sitting in a room. <laughs> I, I was just about to ask you, can we move this podcast? to the stairs if this was like a youtube video oh, the proper yeah. one like can you show us the exact way of falling how you would fall down the stairs to make it look like art it was a graceful <laughs> was it heavy what was it like whichever one it is um so yeah that's where i think i fell in love with different art forms other than just strict acting mm. in fact i don't think I enjoy like Shakespeare as much as other people yeah I like new writing contemporary musical theater contemporary and something that actually has more and a story that I can relate to not saying that Shakespeare isn't that I can't yeah relate but also I feel like it's sometimes cool when they completely adapt theater mm. um not adapt theatre, sorry, adapt Shakespeare into modern theatre. Like, yeah. ad, uh, like Adrian Lester with a photo that was, mm-hmm. they played at the National, I want to say, around, I feel like it was 2015. Yeah. 2016, he was there. And you would have never thought of Shakespeare. It was a complete modern adaptation. They actually did it um, based on the war in Afghanistan. And it oh, was, really? we watched it like three times. And each time you were still so shocked about certain scenes and you were like but then you would have never thought that that was Shakespeare it 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 was a crazy adaptation but yeah it's it's nice when they do use that but yeah things like contemporary something different yeah yeah I think that that works as well yeah definitely so you were saying how you went through like those practitioners and everything yeah and um that sparked your love it did and I'm happy that I went to uni instead of drama school because I don't I like acting is one of those things where so you probably know this but mm. you're questioning yourself like 100% of the time and when you're young it's like 18 straight out of college that's not something that you need but I needed to go to uni to like have a culture shock from Essex to London mm. first before actually delving into like acting. So would you say you connected more to your Zambian roots when you started acting? I think so. Well, when I went to uni for sure, um, cause I have like these amazing group of friends um, who shaped who I am today in terms of like actually pioneering my blackness and being comfortable in yeah. myself and in my skin. Um, because Essex is, well, at the time, it was a terrible place for, like, my self-esteem in terms right. of, like, just being black. And what is who you are and expressing who you are and feeling mm-hmm. safe within that space. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, going to uni, I was like, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> like, I am, like, I am free. I am free to express myself. And yeah. I feel like in the work that you do as well, you're always expressing your roots and expressing mm-hmm. who you are. And you could really see that through all that work that you've done. Like, yeah. I also saw that you did um, the Gucci campaign and then oh, like yeah. your poems as well recently mm-hmm. and talking about um, 
your expressionism and everything that like you really tapped into your roots there so that's why I was like did university really spark that and it's lovely yeah. to see that it did it definitely did but uh it was so after uni um I did go to drama school eventually I went to fourth mm. monkey how are you yeah it was really good um my season I did a year of a monkey and I was need most of the time <laughs> you're like just going to flip my hair I, was, I am the protagonist I am me I am the center exactly um but no I just liked how um they directed their plays um it was like really dark stuff that we oh. did yeah but I loved it and I was like oh my gosh like this is the type of work that I want to do um and my plays are quite dark I'm not gonna lie um because you know they talk about um well, racism, they talk about whether there is hope. I'm asking big questions. I'm trying to provoke the audience. But so one of my plays, oh, I don't even know if I can see it here, but it was directly from, we, it's a safe space for everything you want. <laughs> I can't, yeah, I can't breathe. Um, right. It was something that I used and I did it in a way where he was struggling. Obviously, I didn't like depict him, you of know, but it was stylistically done where he was like being restricted and it was Harry um, at the time that played Tunde and that it was like silent. And where was this shown? Um, this was shown at the Lyric. Um, actually my first ever play called The Blind Truth. Wow. Um, so yeah, that when I say dark, I mean like visually, visually you'll get yeah, to see some, yeah. some stuff, right? And maybe hear some stuff. Um, but yeah, so it was from Fourth Monkey where I just kind of fell in love with that kind of art form, um, like that Brechtian kind of uh, style. style, yeah. So, wow, I love that. Um, it actually brings me to what's the best project that you've done to date? Okay. It has to be my film that's not out yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are we getting a sneak preview? I. I'm hearing it fast here at the social club. We are hearing it fast. Go on, Um, So during the lockdown, like I had um, just a bit of backstory. Um, I had um, invited um, a producer from the Mercury Theatre to come watch The Blind Truth and Lyric. Um, Her name was Latif. um, And she was like, oh my gosh, we really need to get you create and work at the Mercury in Colchester. Um, so I became an associate artist there. So I'm still currently an associate artist there. So I moved back to Colchester when I was pregnant with my little baby. Um, Eli, you can cut. Um, let's <laughs> 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 cut it, but cut it. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, was with Eli and then was about to do my first project with the Mercury. It was an R&D, um, of a play that I wrote called Boundless. For some people might, that might not know what an R&D is. Oh, um, so an R&D is research and development. Um, and that's basically where a writer can workshop whether a script is working or not with um, a director and also actors. So would you say that you, uh, the first thing that you would do would be a reading first? Well, so for ours, it wasn't, oh, okay, I guess like, yeah it's more like a rehearsal so in rehearsal you do do the reading you can do a reading before an r&d so those are two separate things i just went 
straight into the R&D with the actors and the director to kind of put it up on its legs. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I also have that. I'll send it to you. It's a little YouTube. Like. Definitely send it. Send it and I'll actually put it in the description uh, oh on the other podcast yeah. as well. Okay. So if others can actually enjoy it. I'm really hating that play, but yeah. Send it. She's like, she hated it, but yeah, sure, you can add it in. <laughs> um, I say all of that to say, this was the beginning of 2020. That's when we had the- Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. 2020. What a year. What a year. So obviously we went into a lockdown um, and all the theatres were kind of closed physically. And yeah. And we were having sort of like online stuff, but you know, it wasn't as tangible as TV. Um, so I had a mentor called Hetty Shand at the time. And she really like inspired me to go into film and actually she was like just go outside and just film something I was like okay um so I reached out to a DOP called Idris Reese, and I literally just like hey maybe next year I have an idea we can possibly pay with and he was like like mate let's just let's just make work and I was like especially since everyone during that time just had invaluable time and I know where we worked um as well we were given that time we were very fortunate of that so we definitely count our lessons with that absolutely why not when we've got time we might as well create something Mm -hmm. you know I feel like sometimes you really need to exercise your creativity or else I don't know about you but mine goes kind of numb yeah that's true oh my gosh um and it kind of did because I was like my son was months old he just yeah. turned one or however old he was back then. He's four now. I'm not good at math. So. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I reached out to him and I kind of wanted to now do something positive, whereas my theatre work is kind of dark. So it does pose the question like, what is racism? Why is racism a thing? I wanted to kind of do something that was more empowering and uplifting in the sense that I'm actually now showcasing um black women and their beauty it's like i felt like i needed that for myself just to be like no you are beautiful and you are good enough yeah that's so, wonderful it's also like yeah feeling your inner child and exactly yeah so i didn't want to do something where my nieces could like have a look at it and be like oh my gosh this is gonna shape who they want to become and who they see in the mirror is actually someone who is beautiful and who does belong. So I wrote a little love letter to black women and yeah, it's just showcasing beauty, hair. It's nice because it's not only for you, but it's all generations. Like Mm -hmm. whether a little uh, girl sees it and she sees and she watches it and she's like, I feel like I can relate. Like, mm-hmm. this is empowering for me. And then especially for an older generation where they're like, this is what I needed as well. Yeah. Like before when I was younger, like, it's just, it's so adaptable as well. It's yeah. so beautiful. I'm guessing the reaction was, I remember the reaction being quite strong to that as well. For the, yeah. Oh, are you talking about the blind truth? No. Oh, I love that to you. I love that to you. Oh, no, no, no it's not out yet. It's not out yet. No, 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 no. This one's still in post. I know, so I was talking about the blind truth then. I was like, like the blind truth. Yeah, I remember oh. there being a good reaction, but a love letter that is going to come out. Yes. And I want to bring the blind truth back, but I don't know if it's space. I don't know if we still need that conversation. Um, but yeah, a love letter to you is actually going to festivals at the moment. I'm just excited those, yeah. 
It was my first film direct, like directorial debut. So it was my first time actually tackling what film is. It's completely different to theatre. Like there's so much you need to know before going there. And there's so much that I had to do because I didn't know that um, at the time. But yeah. The processes to get your work out there, like I remember speaking to one of the producers before for a play or a show and also potentially convert they like converting it into a film they said that there's so many forms that and they can get quite confusing so i apologize for really like going out there and make like and making it yeah showcased so that is that is lengthy process and also requires a lot of patience it does patience time money sacrifice funding <laughs> Funding, which I had to fund myself. Wow. It, it's a passion project, so I didn't have outside funding. I actually had to pour a lot of my own income into it or, like, ask for free labor. My DOP did it for free, and I'm so thankful to him. Um, Idris, if you're watching this, I love you so much. Um, yeah, it was, it was a nice experience, I'd say. Something that... Um, I definitely want to do for sure. When do you think it would be then released the public? So hopefully by the end of the year and I will be coming with dates. Definitely. That is that. I would like you to come back as well when it's done and then we can talk all about oh it gosh. even more. Hopefully it's been selected to some festivals so I can come back to be like, yeah, so this festival was saying this. So not- and if you're watching this now, can you select? Yes. <laughs> please <laughs> that will help you massively um and i actually wanted to ask about what advice would you give to someone who wants to get into directing acting or even the film theater industry as well as balancing a job and not being in scarcity mentality because one thing i that i've definitely learned i know we've had different conversations about this is that there could be a lot of like second guessing yourself because there is a lot of instability mm-hmm. when it comes to getting into the film and theater industry and I think it's for you that does so much within it I think it's good if you like shed some light on like yeah the actual realities of it and what kind of mentality you need to get into it I would say what everyone said well one imposter syndrome is a thing massively um and it will, it just like creeps up on you as well. And then instead of thinking about what you have done, you're like, am I, can I even like, how can I even do this? Like, clearly I'm not as good as someone else. One. Um, but that's not true. I think no one can write a story as well as you can in terms of like your own experiences. And I think if you are upcoming, just roll with that and be like, no one can write a story as well as I can write the experiences that I've had um, because that will really keep you going. Yeah. And I have to tell myself daily, like even today um, after submitting the, the film, after like it's, it's weird because I've got three films now, they're all short films and I kind of just like fell into them. It's not like I was actively looking for it, but it just came from... This one film that I did here then led to this next film. And then my 
film that I'm working on isn't even out yet. So I would say it was more like a domino effect. Yeah, definitely a domino effect. Um, and there will be a time where even when you're having that, you're still going to think, oh, no, I'm not good enough. Like, no, I can't do it. But that's a lie because, hello, here's a project that you've done. Here's a project that you've done and here's a project that you are. And everyone has believed in it. So exactly. I think the key is if you believe in yourself first, Mm -hmm. other people will then believe in it. But I feel like what we do a lot is Mm -hmm. we put our belief in other people's hands. Yeah. And make sure that we get validated through that. And sometimes it's like we don't need others validation Mm -hmm. first. It's like your validation for you comes first that yes you can do this this is the projects that I've done like yeah to even think about that in the last four years three to four years <laughs> you've had nearly now three movies yeah. like including some plays as well right yeah so that is a big achievement that's nearly like every single year there's something that's been out and showcased mm. so it's just you like when you submitted that that um that short film just being like you know what just leave it up to the universe and other people if other people have enjoyed my work before they will enjoy this as well exactly um exactly and also it's like growth as well um because I'm not creating the same stuff I was creating like what three four years ago um but also I'm still learning I'm still trying to I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do um but it's about having fun. Yeah. What um, what um, Fourth Monkey did really well was don't be afraid to fall or something. Don't be afraid to fail. Something like along those lines that was just written on a chalkboard. And I've I've always held that because it's like yeah, because when you fall, you learn and you get up and you go and you run. Um, so don't be afraid to fall. Don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to play. Like be bold and play. Yeah. I know that one. Be bold and play was so huge on the like on the board be bold and play especially in our field you will have to be and you also have to celebrate who you are as an individual Mm -hmm. because I also feel like we have big personalities and I say big and then having (laughs) to balance that with also other different people it's really about understanding everybody Mm -hmm. but also not only spotlighting yourself but spotlighting others along the way yeah and it's scary and it's hard and there's rejection is like one of the things that you should just get used to how would you deal with rejection cry (laughs) no but i'm being serious cry it's okay to cry feel your emotions feel your emotions cry and be like whoa i deserve that what do you mean um but then trying just keep trying just keep going um just keep going i mean for ages i haven't had an agency so i was getting my own work Wow. Yeah. And this year I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to be signed this year. Um, haven't thought about it for ages. Spotlight. Had, I've got a spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I was getting most of my jobs. Um, but spoke to one of our friends, Michelle. This, this was months ago, like in passing. Oh, I'm looking for an agent. And then met up with her agent yesterday. Oh, I know. And today she offered me a contract. See that? You just have to go out and like, ah, they're going to be in movies and theaters. We pray, we pray, we pray, we pray. We pray. Um, Definitely. That's it. Just have fun. It's going to be a lot of crying. It's going to be a lot of laughter. 
Um, and it's worth it, I think, when you're creating something that is coming from the heart and that is true um, and that you love, it's going to be worth it. Yeah, of course. Anything that is authentic mm-hmm. and, like you said, comes from the heart, it would always pay off. Um, even if you're juggling other bits on the side, I think yeah. it's just anything that really comes from here in the core. If you love it, you just have to go for it. I've always said, if you love something, you'll find time for it. Yeah, that's true. That's true in all aspects of life. I mean, you are literally a walking, breathing. Like you've got ah, a child. Yeah. You also juggle a, a job alongside all this creative um, work that you do within film and theater. Mm-hmm. So you definitely make time yeah. for that and you prioritize it. Mm-hmm. And that's super important. And I'll say like, take breaks because uh, your mental health is yeah really imp- something that's important um to give yourself rest and just gauge where you are mentally um yeah because this industry also there's like lots of comparison that's um, me but chill take time ground yourself 100 percent. and like you were saying earlier remember there's nobody else out there that can tell your story mm-hmm. like how you can yeah nice Yay. and we will leave it at that any last words of wisdom that you want to give to the listeners and uh, viewers of the social club i have to say for me it's by the grace of god that i'm here i just to give a shout out to my mighty savior definitely and that aside the last thing, um, no, I think I've pretty much done it all. Just have fun, like honestly, go then have fun and be have go fun. Have fun. What did we say? Be bold, be bold, bold and play. Can't trademark it, but be bold and play. <laughs> but we're not trademarking. We're not trademarking. <laughs> not trademarked. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jalea, for your time and speaking as the first guest at the Social Club. Everybody, you know the drill. Like, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram and YouTube, and you'll find us on Spotify and Apple. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.